Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Yep, there it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. There it is. Welcome to another phenomenal, devastating, uh, uh, horny. Is this a horny episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories and we finally work to prove the theories that you the listener have at home this is it are you horny yet i mentioned it in in the original setup i'm assuming you're the ones that are horny just from hearing the beginning of this podcast that sweet music comes in and you get rock hard you you get wet with anticipation or whatever other feelings of horniness are. I don't know, your nipples protrude through your shirt because you can't wait to hear what we're going to talk about today on the podcast. And I assure you, it's a good one. We got a message from a person named Terrence. Terrence sent me a message, and I'm going to play it for you now. And, and it's it's something worth digging into. Let's see what Terrence had to say. Hey, what's up, Langston? My name's Terrence. I just want to say, number one, I love the podcast. I love everything I like you're out. I think you're... Uh, everything you're, you're doing is just amazing. Um, I also want to say that me, probably like you and everyone else listening, is when you hear someone's voice, you immediately have a, a sense of what they look like. And so I, Don't I like follow this the show on social media and I saw what you look like and you look nothing like what you sound like. You sound okay. like, like, honestly, I was picturing someone kind of close to uh, Carlton from Fresh Prince, but you're a good looking right, guy. Fuck Congratulations you, on that. Uh, number three, here's what my conspiracy is. At some point, this has been happening for years and years and years, uh, Hollywood has intentionally emasculated black men by putting them in dresses. And if they're willing to mm. do that, then their career will explode from there. You think about Eddie Murphy, Jamie Foxx, Martin Lawrence. Uh, you look at The Rock, even when The Rock was was on SNL back in the mm-hmm, day, Chris mm-hmm. Tucker, Wesley Snipes, Tyler Perry, on and on and on. Hollywood is putting these black men in dresses. And if you're willing to do that, if you're willing to put yourself in that position, if you're willing to become 
less than intimidating to, to the masses, then they will give you a career that will explode. And as soon as you say, no, I'm done with that, you become Martin Lawrence in the middle of uh, an intersection, waving a gun, screaming, they're going to kill me. So, Langston, tell me what you think about that one. Okay, well, Terrence, first of all, what I think is you ain't shit, motherfucker. You ain't shit and you ain't shit to me. How dare you, Terrence, say that I sound like a Carlton Banks type? Bitch, I've been having sex since I was 15 years old. Ain't nothing dry about my drawers, Terrence, and nothing in my voice should give you that suggestion. (laughs) I'm terribly self-conscious about the way that I sound, and you've only made it worse, Terrence. You've only made me more self-conscious, and I'll never forgive you for that. If the people at home could see your face, they would know that you have glasses on, and I want to smack them off. I want to smack them off with the hate filling my heart. Now. To your question, and thank you so much for sending this message to me, Terrence. It it means the world to me. I just love hearing from you. Anyway, to the question of black men specifically being emasculated, being made less of, of men by Hollywood when they put them in dresses, this is a pretty longstanding debate, issue, concern that comes up for entertainers like myself. And it's not a simple one to broach, right? The list of successful Black actors and celebrities who have worn dresses is pretty extensive. Terrence mentioned a few of them. Eddie Murphy, Jamie Foxx, that nigga from Joanna Man, Larry Johnson, Tyler Perry, Wesley Snipes, all 88 Wayans brothers. They've all worn them. And of course, the most important, sort of like the key person here, Martin Lawrence. Now, the idea of the dress, at least the idea principally of putting black men in dresses as a comedian seems pretty straightforward. They're sitting there and they're going, big man, little dress equals funny. You know, it's a, a pretty clear equation. However, the question of who intended to make that joke, who is behind that joke, is really the root of the controversy. I read an article Eh, article. I read a thing from a blogger named Daryl James where he referred to this quote unquote gender bending as an effort to create castrated clowns. Castrated clowns. As if clowns this entire time were walking around with hard dicks, just fully erect clowns. You know, all these these horny clowns that were out here. <laughs> just Squirting water out their their uh, lapel and then fucking the shit out of your wife. You know what I mean? Just all these these bad boy clowns that have existed this entire time. But apparently they're turning black men into castrated clowns by putting on the the dress. Now, the original, at least very public version of this controversy, this conspiracy theory, seems to come from when Dave Chappelle appeared on Oprah. You guys all remember Dave Chappelle goes on Oprah. He talks specifically about the fact that when he... When I believe it was when he was filming Blue Streak, a great film starring Martin Lawrence. Dave Chappelle had a magnificent part in the film. But he talks about having watched the writers and directors and producers all work very, very hard to try to convince Martin Lawrence to put on a dress, despite Martin Lawrence saying, I don't need the dress. I can be funny without a dress. And them being like, yo, you're costing us money. You're ruining our shoot." You're, you're making things terrible by not complying with our want, our effort to put you in a giant dress. Martin Lawrence refuses. It turns into a whole thing. Now, Chappelle, obviously, 
And let me be clear, Chappelle being the first sort of source that I located, he's not the only one. John Singleton had a bunch of stuff about it. And certainly there's got to be a history of dudes who drink outside of corner stores having kicked around this story, this idea for years before Chappelle or John Singleton even touched it. But Chappelle obviously, most specifically, has a history with sort of this idea of misused intention for jokes, right? He gave up $50 million, a $50 million deal because some white dude on the set decided to laugh at his slave bit in a way that made the slave bit not as fun as other slave bits, if that makes sense. Historically, this type of cross-dressing for black men actually dates all the way back, though, to minstrel shows. Apparently, they were doing this shit all the way back in minstrel shows. And I read some things that suggested that black men who wore dresses were, in fact, the best paid actors in the troupe. That, like, if you wore the dress, that's you made the big money. And if you were the white man pretending to be the black man wearing the dress, I think you were Brad Pitt of that day. I don't, I don't really understand how minstrel math works. I'm going to have to find a real old calculator and uh, type upside down. I bet when you type upside down on a minstrel calculator, it just spells out, uh, nigga, how you learn math? You know what I mean? Instead of boobs, it just say, nigga, put this down. <laughs> I have fun. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
I, I read an article. This is a really important quote that I want us to dig into. And I say us as if you're a, an equal participant in this, but you're not. You're just a listener at home. And so you, the listener, will hear me read this quote. And I think it's worth us sort of like doing this together. And this is a quote from a Salon article I read on this very subject where they said, if the humor in minstrelsy arises in part from the reversal of class aspirations, then white men adopting the comic appearance of black women represents the ultimate topsy-turvy world. We consider upward mobility natural, even if we frown on strategies for advancement that include, say, passing for white. But downward mobility is crazy. And so a black man who plays the role of a black woman is also taking part in the ridicule of people who in some respect lie further down the social pecking order in terms of gender, if not economic power, mimicking discrimination by whites against people of color. And so what this article is saying in sort of layman's terms is saying that a black man putting on the dress is then shooting downwards at black women with an effort to service white humor. It's, again, complicated menstrual math that I'm not exactly great at, but I think I understand the principle. We're shooting at our own people for the sake of entertaining people who already don't like us. Here's my problem with a lot of social critique that comes out of stuff like this, is that these people who are doing the social critique are very smart and very thoughtful and very considerate of a lot of historical things, but they also are not fucking funny. They're never funny. Not one of these people who writes this article is ever like a fun dude to talk to at a party. It's always some dork who's correcting the way that you pronounce the word and asking you if uh, paste salsa is, is appropriating real salsa from Mexican. And it's like, I don't know, man, it, this, this is what they put out. I like paste. I would have preferred medium, but they got mild. And here we are. I'm just going to eat paste picante. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, what they're doing often is dismissing jokes for the sake of citing injustice. And is minstrelsy fucked up? Absolutely. I don't want people to walk away from this presuming that I'm real into white dudes dressing up in blackface. Minstrelsy is fucked up. Absolutely. But were there funny jokes that came out of it? Probably. I don't know. I don't go back and watch white devils do that thing. But there had to have been more underneath the show than just putting on the makeup Otherwise, it wouldn't have made the stage, right? We wouldn't have seen these performances. They wouldn't have created the celebrity of that era that it created. All I'm saying is that humor is not eliminated simply because humans are grotesque. That's not how comedy works. Trump is a terrible person. This is a great example. Terrible human being. One of one of the worst top five worst people I can think of if I had to make a list. You know what I mean? It's like Trump. And uh, probably one of my middle school teachers, I didn't care for Mr. Thompson one bit, but they're, they're pretty high. It's, it's fucked up human being. But by far, and I stand behind this argument, by far, he is the funniest president we've ever had. And there's no other, no one even comes close. Pound for pound, that Fanta face bitch is hilarious. He cracks me up. And it's not because I think he's good or I empathize with him, but simply because of the the setup punchline of his choices, he's a funny motherfucker. And there's something dangerous 
in us pretending like humor doesn't exist simply for wanting to prove something correct or incorrect. That's not how this works. That doesn't mean you have to consider somebody a good or bad person, but you can't just eliminate funny simply because you don't like something. The more dangerous element of this conspiracy theory, if we really want to unpack what's wrong in all of this, it's the way that this conspiracy theory correlates masculinity with heterosexuality, right? It it presumes that the only way that you can be masculine is to maintain masculine traits. You have to maintain these sort of heteronormative traits when, in fact, we know that that's not the case. If Young Thug has taught us anything, (laughs) it's that you can be a very successful murderer in a tasteful off-the-shoulder gown. You know what I mean? You can keep an AK and an A-line. You can do them both. You know what I mean? And the premise of a man in a dress is an antiquated idea. We shouldn't be mad at black men in dresses because we think that this is Hollywood trying to trying to emasculate us. We should be mad at black men in dresses because it's an old hacky bit. It existed all the way back when minstrel shows existed. This isn't new fucking material. And unfortunately, because of Hollywood and its primarily white-run spaces, the writers, the, the directors, the producers, because white people have been the people primarily in charge in Hollywood, they also are the people who have the ability to shape how we're seen out in the world. And it's not always because they're being malicious and trying to emasculate us. I think in a lot of ways, it's because they have no vision for how black people can be funny beyond some old shit that they've always done with us. They don't know how black people can be funny in a modern age. So they put us in dresses. They have very little respect for our bodies and even less respect for our words. And so naturally, a dress feels like a simple solution to a much larger problem. Now, why is it that the black men in dresses then get elevated? It's simple because white people don't want you to argue back with them. They don't want you to push against their ideas. So when a black man goes and says, I do not want to wear that dress, he is labeled as difficult or not complying and then subsequently replaced by somebody who's much more willing to put on pantyhose. Is it fucked up? Absolutely. Is this some sort of master conspiracy to emasculate? Probably not. I think it's just a bunch of white people who don't have a lot of patience for black people who care about themselves. You know what I mean? Who truly have uh, any sense of where their sense of humor comes from. They don't care for that one bit. And so they fire us or they, you know, limit our potential out in the world. It's still fucked up and it's still a pretty dangerous conspiracy. But I don't necessarily want to uh, give too much power to what feels like a bunch of old niggas being mad that a few of our heroes had to put on dresses at different eras in, uh, in television. Anyway. All right. This one feels the least like I, I went conspiratorial. And in that way, I feel like I'll let you guys down. Usually I I go down that train, baby, and I say, yeah, the government's sending out raccoons and uh, and teaching them to dance in your yards. And that's why your grass won't grow like weird. I'm usually I'm down for for, to clown. But, you know, I get in trouble enough from listeners at home who are afraid that I'm uh, mildly homophobic and I'm not going to go back on this one. (laughs) You're not going to get me in trouble on this one. 
I love the gays. It's Pride Month. And for the sake of pride, <laughs> this part of the rant is probably undoing all the good work that I did before. The point is masculinity does not have to be correlated with heterosexuality. It merely has to be correlated with how a man sees himself. And unfortunately, Hollywood does not see us. And so subsequently, we are often eliminated from that conversation. Damn, I really nailed it right with that. I, just, I probably shouldn't keep talking. If you want to talk to me and get me in trouble with uh, your theories on uh, what makes a man a man, please send those theories to mymamapod at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Even more important, eh, not more important, equally important, I would love for you to review our podcast and write comments, beautiful comments, glowing comments, or even bigoted comments. I'm fine with any of them. I just want to see what you have to say. So many warm comments have been coming in and so many warm comments can be coming in in the future. I don't know why I lowered my voice. That made it sexual in a way that you probably didn't care for. And neither did I. So I'm going to leave. Bye, bitch. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.